All right, everybody, this is Power Move Parker here with a great episode, episode 18 of Parker and Dad. I'm riding in on the Trump train trying to find some, uh, some help along this journey. And uh, the Trump train's getting stronger and stronger, and it's growing. It's, it's even getting bigger than 2016, I think. But uh, it's funny because I'm looking for help, and I'm trying to find Dad, and I couldn't find him. And uh, Oh, wait, Dad, is that you? Where are you? I, I stopped off in Washington. I, I thought I'd come by and see if, uh, you know, I was going to get a fill for the place. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be here on January the 20th. So if they haven't got the ballots counted, I'm just going to step up and, and uh, step in for a couple of days until just, just to help out, just to, to straighten things up. Well, actually, I just realized who I'm voting for. I'm writing in Jeff Ray. There I'm, you right, go. I'm writing that in a hundred percent. That's, that's actually what we that's actually what we need 100 you know hey richard nixon had a political comeback there's no reason i can't have a political comeback hey your political career is just starting trump's yeah trump trump was in business too for a while and then he decided well, hey look, look at joe biden yeah. i mean what he's about 95 and he's still he's still running for president i've got years ahead oh you're I'm young gonna... you're young oh, compared yeah. to those guys you're a young whippersnapper yeah. on the come up um so, yeah, it's going to be a fun show today. We've got a whole lot to talk about. But, you know, uh, 9-11 came and went uh, since the last time we've done a show. It's crazy. It's been so long. It's already – it's already – well, actually, no. It was, it's been like two or three weeks, hasn't it? I mean, when's the last time we did a show? I think it was at least two weeks ago. It was two weeks Tuesday, so two weeks, two days. Yeah. So, yeah, it was that short week. So, yeah. Uh, we had that. Uh, we had the Labor Day weekend, and then that carried into nine uh, eleven. So yeah, we didn't even get to talk about nine eleven. There was actually something cool that happened on. Or actually, not cool, but something that crazy happened on nine uh, eleven in Ohio. There was a, a high school player who, uh, you know, he was he had uh, some. He had a thin blue uh, flag, and another high school player had like a red flag. And they were supporting their fathers. Their, one of their fathers was playing was a firefighter. One of their fathers was a police officer. And the and the and the city and the state of Ohio suspended these players for uh, bringing on a blue flag and a red flag in support of uh, the you know police officers and firefighters in 9/11. It would be one thing if they were trying to make a political stance, but they were literally just supporting their fathers on 9/11. Because 9-11 was on a Friday. It was literally 9-11, yeah. 19 years after terrorists attacked our country. And I'll be honest with you, it's a pet peeve of mine too, being a teacher. So many kids in sixth grade, their parents either didn't care or didn't tell them about 9-11. They had a very vague regulation of 9-11. You've got to realize something. If you have kids, it's your responsibility to educate them on 9-11 on things that have happened to America in the past. And so it's just upsetting to me that on 9-11 of all days, they decide to suspend these kids for supporting first responders. That's how far we've come in this country. It's almost like 9-11 was here. Nobody really gave a crap about it. And it just came and went. And now we're back to hating cops again. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, we can't have those delinquents and degenerates out there supporting police and firefighters. I mean, 
what's the world going to come to? I mean, you get people out there supporting law enforcement or uh, first responders in any way. We wouldn't want to do that. And and uh, and then, worst of all, their fathers, because you know we're not supposed to have a family unit. You know that's not good things. That's not good either. We don't want the nuclear family because that sets a racist standard. So uh, these kids are, they need to be locked away someplace because certainly their parents are doing a horrible job of uh, teaching them what's important, uh, that they, they appreciate their family, the nuclear family, and they support their dads. And then to go out and, and support first responders, police and firefighters. Um, I just, I don't have enough negative things to say about kids like that. We. We just, and, and teaching history, parents, no, no, we make up our history. We rewrite re history uh, because we have to take out anything that has to do with anything negative or anything we don't like. We don't talk about it. So we just take it out of our history and then we make up uh, the other stuff. And, you know, what was it? The 1916 project. So we, we don't even have the same uh founding of america now we, we've changed that completely so it, it's ridiculous parker i i it, you know you you think you've seen it all you think oh no this is crazy nothing's going to be any crazier and there's a lot more where this came from it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot more. i don't know where it is they dig this crap up but but my god yeah. it, 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 it the crazy loony form has has let loose well, it would be one thing if the, if it wasn't even on 9-11, but it was the day of 9-11. I remember no, it being a... I mean, we... No, they can't... They can't... Uh, no, 9-11 will be... It, but it wasn't it's even... History. You, you're going to see it. They're going to do away with it. I mean, th this crazy left-wing social nut job idiots that are now out there and all the crap they're pushing... Uh, it won't be long. It won't be long. People, you better wake up and you better figure out what's happening. They're they're about to take all of your rights away from you. And they're going to take America away from you. And it's just going that way quick. If you love this country, you do need to wake up. And there's, there's warning signs all throughout uh, this. I think some people are waking up, but it's almost like it's getting too close for comfort for me, really, when you look at all this stuff happening. And and BLM has even backpedaled a little bit because I think some people are kind of backlashing against them. So what happened was uh, a lot of people don't even know why they support the things they do. People say, oh, I support Black Lives Matter because Black Lives do matter. Okay, yes, on the surface, the, the quote itself, Black Lives Matter, 100%. No one's going to argue that. But you look at the website, and you see the about me page and you see what they actually stand for, what politicians they support. Well, Mike Huckabee did a great piece on this uh, on one of his, uh, his websites. He is the Western journal or something like that. He, he wrote, he wrote a little thing about it and he was saying, actually they've pulled back the black, black lives matter. They've taken things off their website. Remember on one of our previous shows, I read their, their, their founding things about the nuclear family, how they were against the nuclear family, all those things. Well, that page has been erased. You can go to the Black Lives Matter website. That page has been taken off. They've taken that page off. And for me- well, They're real it, passionate about what they believe. Yeah. They put crap out there and they get a little heat. 
and then they can get so oh man there's nothing like standing for what you believe in yeah and it's one of those things it's it, it's one of those things that bugs me first off because it's like they say these things and then they don't realize how toxic these things are they don't mean any of it parker they don't even know what they believe in but you can't just say something like that and not have any it, it's it's like the whole thing greg gutfield was saying on fox news about how these guys they'll just say things and no one holds them accountable they they literally they can say anything they can say if you're in a certain organization in a certain group take joe biden for instance he's running for presidency how easy would it be to win presidency if you were in joe biden's shoes and everybody loved you and you could do no wrong you could say the most racist critical sexist things and nobody cared nobody cares nobody cares they're not going to fact check him on anything and they don't hold him accountable for anything this whole crap comes out about hunter biden and all the stuff they've uncovered with him not a word mentioned on the mainstream media it is unbelievable how they've just coddled him and, and kept away but no these guys on the left they get in an argument and and the facts are not there so they just re, just repeat things over and I, I was listening to something i'm trying to remember what it was but they keep saying over and over oh about the health care and 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 what the court oh they know what all of this is about hillary came out and said we know why they're wanting to put another person on the court they're putting it out there because this bill this lawsuit that's going to come uh before right after the election that is scheduled to be heard in late november uh is about health care we've been fighting to get rid of obamacare we've been fighting if it, if it hadn't been for john mccain thank you very much we would have gotten rid of the individual mandate and and, and the other things that go along with with that uh, but anyway it's all about health care it's all about getting rid of our pre-existing uh uh illness and stuff you know no matter that they've come out multiple times, Trump has come out and said, we're not going to do away with pre-existing uh, conditions. We're going to take care of your pre-existing uh, conditions. And But they won't believe him. This is the president who said, I'm going to move the capital to Jerusalem, of, of Israel to Jerusalem. I'm going to build the wall. He did all of the things. He's checked them off. But, but What about the Nobel Peace Prizes? What about the stuff in the Middle East he's doing? But they won't believe him about that. They won't believe him. Oh, he said he's not gonna. He's he's not. He's gonna keep uh, the pre-existing. So oh, peace. So peace in the. So peace in the Middle what East he, doesn't matter apparently yeah. now. All of a sudden. So what is he lied about? But Obamacare stood up and said while he was passing the law, you're gonna get to keep your doctor. You don't have to get. You have to keep. If you want your doctor, keep your doctor. Lie, lie, lie. But yet they want to keep going back to us. Says well, we got to keep Obamacare. We got to keep that because Trump's lying. Well, tell me what Trump's lied about that he hasn't done. If he said he was gonna do it, he's, he's worked very hard to get it done. If it wasn't for rhino Republicans getting in his way, he's done it. But Obama lied about the whole Obamacare, but yet we're gonna stand up and argue, oh, so the whole Supreme Court's about Obamacare. That's what it's all about. When you're looking at Trump's actions, nobody can tell me. I've asked people, they tell, they ask me what actions, what actions, what policies, what things have Trump done that hurt you, that has made your life worse, that has just ruined your life. Um, 
and they don't have anything. Nobody has anything. Nobody can back it up. They say, well, Trump just, he's not fit to be president. He's an evil person. He tweets all these mean things. But then I ask him, okay, tell me one thing you don't like about him. That's an action. That's a policy, not words. I'm talking about policy. Name me one policy he's done that has hurt you individually and nobody, nobody can tell me. And I've, I've looked, I've actually begging people to tell me, I want to know. And nobody has been able to tell me that. And it's very frustrating. Um, they just say, Oh, well, he's just crazy. He's a bad person. He's a bad person. He's he's, he's, bad. he's, he's orange. He's orange. He has orange skin. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, we well, don't like orange people. Yeah. So that's and, racist. Well, that's true. The federalist.com uh, just posted this article. BLM and the 1619 Project, the one you were talking about, scrubs radical beliefs from their website. Under what we believe, BLM used to say, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. That language has been scrubbed, and the Washington exam Examiner reported it on Monday. Uh, the, group, the group's philosophy on family structure is not without consequence. Um, it is just last week, Tucker Carlson reported, that Buffalo School District relying on lesson plans crafted by a council of the city's public school system of provenly taught fourth and fifth graders to understand the disruption of the Western nuclear family and collective villages. It is happening in our schools. It is happening in our communities. They are teaching them about BLM. They are teaching that the nuclear family is wrong and we have to disrupt it. They are teaching this stuff to kids. What place does BLM and that kind of hatred have to kids? Why would you teach kids that? They have no room to teach kids that. That is an extremist idea being taught to fourth and fifth graders. We're teachers. We understand how that goes. That's uh, unbelievable. It's, 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 yeah. I, it's, it's sick. I mean, if we're not careful, this election is going to be the end of America as we know it. It's happening. It's happening everywhere. It's happening in little places yeah, like those, Ohio. Those idiots in charge yeah. of anything. Look at the town. Look at the places they're in charge of. They've destroyed them. It's unbelievable. And I think people making it, there's people on both sides making it a race thing, and it doesn't need to be made a race thing. Uh, whatever you want to call the group, BLM is just what it's called. It's a radical Marxist group. It has taken control of the Democrat Party, the party with the largest percentage of people. It has taken control of them. Everybody bows down to BLM now. Everybody bows down to Antifa. You have to, or you're thrown out of a, you know, you're kicked off to the side. You're shunned from the NFL. You're shunned from the NBA. You're shunned from media. I mean, it's going on everywhere. I mean, uh, it's funny, though, because Joe Rogan, one of the only mainstream guys that has actually fought back against this crazy lunatic idea and he's moved to texas he's actually got a studio in austin texas he has gotten away from california he said he couldn't take it anymore he said say what you want about the red state people he's like yeah they're crazy about their guns they're crazy about their jesus whatever but they know law and order and guess what you can't have a country without law and order you can't have a country without systems in place to ensure safety 
because let's say you're trying to do anything. Let's say you're trying to have a government. Let's say you're trying to have uh, schools, education, uh, freedom of religion. All those things are great. Say you're trying to be a free country. You're trying to let people do what they want and you're staying out of each other's way. At the end of the day, you need protection for those things. You need laws. You need police officers. You can't do any of those things without laws. That's why the first day in school, they teach you, if you're a teacher, classroom management. If you can't manage the classroom, guess what? They ain't learning anything. Everything's going off the walls. Everything's crazy. It's, it's super hard to do, but it's one of the most important things you have to do is classroom management. Well, there's such thing as country management and city management and state management. And the Democrats rather cater to these extreme groups than say, hey, we might need to give our cops some help. Hey, we might need to help these guys out. Look what's happening in Louisville. Yet again, look what's happening in the West Coast. I mean, all these major cities are burning to the ground and no one seems to, no one seems to care. It's gotten absolutely out of control. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, you're right. And, uh, but that's the, the philosophy and that's the goal uh, of the left. They've been, this is not something that's just happening. This is, it, it, it's made that way. I mean, they, they manage through crisis. And they have to have a crisis to create your to create your dependence on them. And they've taken great advantage of, of the coronavirus. This has been perfect for them to to overreach and to take control of our lives. And we've just willingly let that happen. And now with the downturn in the economy, and and there's a reason they haven't passed another stimulus is that if they need people to be to be dependent upon uh they don't want the economy to recover they they say look we're we're smarter than you we're more uh we're more capable than you you need to trust us don't try to do your don't try to do our job we're in control we're going to be in washington forever and and we're going to tell you what to do and you don't need to think because you're not smart enough to do this uh, so just just listen to us, and we're going to tell you what to think. We're going to tell you what to want, and we're going to tell you when you can have it. And you just need to sit back and let the professionals do this. And, and that's their mentality. And so they're rewriting our histories. They're they're uh, rewriting our laws. They're they're just ignoring laws. That's why the judicial. That's why they're so up in arms. We have backed them into a corner. They're seeing all of their power that they've had for years and they built in the judicial system. Of, so you can't pass the laws because the laws are so crazy. No one would ever let them pass. So what they do is they get you the, in, in, into the court system and they get judges out there and then they sue. You know, that's the reason everything had to go to the Ninth Circuit. I mean, take it out through the loony bins over on the West Coast and the Ninth Circuit will support and back up anything. And then it works its way up. And if you control the Supreme Court, then you get that craziness passed. Well, what has Trump done? He's put conservative, he's put more conservative judges on the Ninth Circuit. I think it's almost 50-50 now with conservative liberal judges. The Ninth Circuit, he has, he has changed the makeup of the Ninth Circuit, the most liberal court system in, in, in the country. And then he, he now has a chance to take and radically change 
it's not forever because we still got Clarence Thomas and 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 so depending on where some things go and, and John Roberts is is not really conservative so we need one more I mean if, if you can get uh, um, I think Suter's still on there so if you get that seat and and Clarence so you get two more picks then then the court's pretty much set for a while but anyway that that's the whole process so yeah you're exactly right and and and, and they their secret got out and, and now they're all panicked because they don't know what to do, but it's absolute craziness. Absolute craziness. The problem is no one in America cares. Find somebody that cares. You're talking about 9-11, you ask them about that, they don't care. These people are just walking around stupid. They don't care at all. And that's the problem I have is they just don't care. And it's, it's well, they care about one or two issues that they see on the news a lot and they think it's very important and they're even misguided on those issues. Um, they see something happen with, uh, they say, for example, somebody gets shot, a black guy gets shot by a cop or something. And it's played all over and they they wrote, they kind of get around that and they use that as emotion and they don't actually know the facts. They just jam, they just jam black lives matter down your throat, all this stuff down your throat. And they don't care about, any of the other issues they don't care it's, it's one or two big issues for them and then they just keep jamming it and jamming it down your throat and there's so much more complexity to all these things but you can't really talk about complexity and nuance anymore without getting yelled at or called a racist or anything like that you can't even have really a a sensible debate but uh you were talking about the the, the justices and uh Obviously, if people don't know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away. Um, at first, I was like, man, maybe maybe Trump should just wait until the election. And uh, I was really feeling kind of uh, kind of like, oh, I was kind of becoming like a rhino, I guess. I was just really trying to be sensitive and trying to do the thing. I mean, I realized, wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm getting sucked up into thinking what they want me to think. They want me to feel guilty. They want me to be sen- They want me to be too sensitive or whatever. They want me not to be strong. And so I was like, wait a minute. I shouldn't feel bad as a Republican, as a conservative. I shouldn't feel bad about Trump pushing this through, getting a nominee. We control the Senate. We control the presidency. I don't care if it's six weeks or two weeks or six months left until the election. I should not feel bad for wanting Trump to replace uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg because it happened on his watch. I elected him to nominate conservative justices and judges. That was the big issue for me, was the Supreme Court and was uh, a lot of the laws in this country that are just fading away. Law and order is just disappearing in this country. And so I wanted Trump to, uh, you know, boost up our judicial system and get some conservatives in there. So, you know, RIP, I'm sad that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. She hated Trump every step of the way. Even on her supposed deathbed, she said, I don't want Trump to nominate another, my replacement. By the way, how selfish, Never mind. I'm not even going to go there. It's kind of selfish to think about who's going to nominate somebody to replace you when you're dying on your on your deathbed and yeah i hope that i hope that that's just made up i hope that's not what she said that's a terrible thing to say i would would like to think that that she was thinking about her family yeah and uh thinking about eternity and and thinking about all those things i hope that she wasn't petty enough 
and I, and I really do. I really, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think she said it either. I don't think at, at some point through this journey of uh, being sick, she's she's dealt with a lot in the last four years or three and a half years that Trump's been office in office. I'm sure it was her desire that she lived long enough to see another president. Most justices plan their retirements or, you know, they can't plan their death, but most of them that retire and know that they're close will retire during a presidency of someone that they think will nominate a judge in their blindness. Uh, so I'm sure her thoughts were that. I really don't think that her her last dying thoughts were about who was going to replace her. I, I, I just, I really don't think that. I don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that. And it's funny because the media, CNN, ABC, MSN, all these websites and New York Times, they all said that. They all, they all kind of used that quote, okay, this is her wish. This is her dying wish. We got to do it for her. We got to yeah, do it for her. But that's not what the Constitution. The Constitution doesn't say, "Oh, by the way, if a justice says on their deathbed or wants to be replaced by a certain person," the the Constitution says in Article Two that the President of the United States will appoint the justice to the Supreme Court, and then the um, Article One or Two—I forget which one's these. Executive. Maybe it's Article One, and then Article Two, the executive branch will then. Um, the Article Two is the presidency. I think that the, 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 the anyway, it's the president who nominates and the Congress who um, who confirms. So it doesn't say what the justice, the dying justice, wants. And so well, I want to be respectful of her. I mean, she she was a legendary person. She, I had a lot of respect. Well, for the media, her. the media tried to do that. The media tried to do that. They said that trying to make us like, like praise her, like show her like, oh, wow, she said this. Okay, cool. It's cool that she said this. The media was trying to use that as like a rallying cry. They were trying to make Ruth Bader Ginsburg look like an awesome saint. This is her last dying wish. Instead, they, if that's said by them publishing that and saying that, they've actually made her look like less than she was. It made, her look, it made her look petty. It made her look bad. The same thing with the people booing Trump at the funeral. Trump was at the funeral, and they were saying, vote him out, vote him out. Guess what? You're making RBG and her supporters look like shit. I'm just yeah. going to come out and say it. They're, what they're you're saying, doing is you're disrespecting her. You're disrespecting her by doing that. Absolutely. They're trying to – they say, oh, Trump's politicizing this. Oh, Trump yeah. – no, no. When you come out and say her dying wish was, and you ought to do, you're politicizing it. They were doing that the moment after her death. Uh, no, it's it's disrespectful. It's 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 tacky, and and I don't care who you are. Uh, you don't boo uh, uh, anybody at a at a, at a at funeral. A, at a funeral. But again, nothing these people do surprises me. They're scared to death. They're desperate. This is their worst nightmare. Do you? Can you imagine their what they thought when they heard she had died? Absolutely scared them because you know if they were in power, if Chuck Schumer was the leader of the Senate and Joe Biden was president, and they had three days left, they would figure out how to appoint and confirm a justice. 
don't, yeah. don't even think about it. Oh, the hypocrisy the is crazy. Only, the reason we only need 50 votes is because Harry Reid did away with the 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 judicial uh, filibuster. He did away with it himself. They did it, and they stood up the time. The Republican says, you're going to regret this. Yeah, I was like you. When it first came out, I was thinking from the polit political standpoint, I was thinking, oh, this is bad. We can't look like this. Uh, we're going to put some uh, senators in a bad way. This is going to turn out badly. Trump's going to lose the election if he forces this through. But after you sleep on it for a while and you kind of see the temperature of everybody, um, you know, he's president until January the 20th of 2021. He is the president. He can do all the powers of the presidency until January the 20th. Yeah, that's like four or five months. That's like I mean, a long time. 12 noon, he has the power. He has the power to yeah. do anything the president can do. We have one president at one time, and he is the president. It doesn't matter what happens on November the 3rd. He is the president until January the 20th of 2021. And so legally, he can do anything. There's no laws restricting it. There's nothing there. And so he has every right in the world to do that. And if he has a Congress that is wanting to, to vote and confirm, and he does because he has 53 senators in the uh, Republican Senate. And so guess what? He can get it done. It was funny because Mitt Romney was trying to play the fence be all politically correct and everything. And then at the end of the day, he just basically said, well, I guess I will vote on the, you know, I guess I will just see the, you know, the requirements or whatever, see the, it was like he was trying to make a stand. He was like, Republicans should not do this. This is bad. And then all of a sudden he was siding with all the loons on the left. And then even Mitt Romney woke up and was like, wait a minute. No, I can't do this. I can't side with them. Cause what they're saying is, well, this is how it's always been. History of politics right here. And I know you know politics more than me, but history of politics. You give the Democrats an inch, they'll take a mile every time. Every yeah. single time throughout history. This is why Republicans have to say no all the time is because they will. They're crafty. They can write a 400-page law piece of legislation. Okay, I want you guys to write up legislation on so-and-so. Uh, it shouldn't take long. Let's get it done. Okay, but we're going to put this in there. Oh, on page 456, we're going to put this. Oh, let's let's do this. Let's put this in there, too. Oh, they'll never see that. They do that crap. Democrats oh, are great time. at doing that crap and sliding stuff in. They are very crafty at doing stuff like that. Same thing with justices. Same thing with everything they do. They're very crafty. I, I tip my cap to Democrats. They're very good at that. So Republicans – have to be cautious uh, and that's why they're they're called the party of no is because they just they have to be cautious they can't just allow all these things and they get a bad rap for that because you know who's going to be the parent you like more who's going to be the, the parent that lets oh well you can eat ice cream every night jimmy uh, don't worry i'm the cool i'm the cool parent you can eat ice cream every night and the other responsible parent comes home from work and says are you giving our son ice cream every night he can't eat ice cream every night I mean, some of the stuff the Democrats propose, uh, free health care, free college, all stuff. Jimmy, you can get free college. Jimmy, free health care. Now, listen, hon, you can't give Jimmy free health care. You can't give Jimmy free college. Where's the money coming from, hon? You got to pay for those things. 
who's going to pay for those things? Who sounds like the bad guy? The guy talking about responsibilities and money or the guy saying, you can do it, Jimmy. You can do it. And the Democrats have constantly been the party of, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, let's do that. But there's repercussions for everything. People don't understand how government works and how money works and how economics work. And it's, that's why Republicans always look bad is because they don't explain why this is why, because by the time it takes to explain them, people have already tuned out. It's like, ah, yeah, I'm not getting what I want. Boo, you suck. Republic, Trump out. Yeah, you know, I want free this. I want free that. It, it doesn't work in a society and, and it's hard to do, but society is catching on by the way. So, so I think we're still trending in the right direction. Although I haven't seen a lot of the polls since last time we, We've done anything. I still think Trump's got a pretty good chance. The debates are debates are next week, right? The debates are coming yeah, up next week. Not. I mean, we'll see. I don't have a whole lot of hope for the debates. I mean, it's hard for me to think that the, the joke and stand up there for an hour and a half, but it is only an hour and a half. It is a debate. And, and you know, they never answer the question. If they would have a true let Trump – challenge him and ask questions and, and what they call a, a Lincoln-Douglas debate, where it's just the two of them and they have a conversation, uh, Trump would destroy him. But this is going to be 15 minutes on each topic, and there'll be an a, a question, answer, you know, two minutes or 90 seconds. And if it's a question you don't want, you kind of puzzle around and, uh, well, you know, and then you answer and then you give, he memorizes five or six things and he repeats it over and over. I bet if you kept track of it, what's going to happen is Biden is going to repeat five or six lines over all night long. He's just going to have those things memorized. And that's going to be the answer to every question. Well, and we're going to, we're going to find out that Biden's going to use a tele, he's going to have a teleprompter and he's going to have a whole thing set up, which I really don't know if he's going to be able to do it with Chris Wallace, Chris Wallace being the actual moderator. I think Chris Wallace will do a good job, but we have, it's been proven that Biden, every interview he does, he's got a teleprompter. He's got set up lines. And here's the thing. Oh, teleprompter. People are like, Oh, teleprompter, whatever. People use teleprompters. Not a big deal. It is a big deal when the media is in on it. So the media is I'm asking him sure, questions. I'm pretty sure that Hollywood or, or the Silicon Valley has either Hollywood's either got a body double that they're going to make up and make up in costume. And that will be the person on the stage debating one or two. Uh, they've created a uh, Android that's going to come out and, and do the debate. One of two things. I don't think it's Joe Biden. I'm, I, I will bet money that what we see on stage is going to be a uh, body double in makeup. You know, it's almost crazy enough that it might actually happen. They had all this time. That's why he stays in the basement. No one gets close to him anymore. They put him out there. They don't get him close on the camera. They don't let him have a lot of conversation or talk. They're keeping him out there. People, you know, you have what you think Joe looks like. I don't know. I haven't seen Joe. He, he was out there. He was gone real quick, whatever. They run him out every once in a while. Uh, and then they've been mixing in the body double every once in a while. And, you know, so we're, we're not getting a whole clear picture of what it is. So what we have on stage uh, on Tuesday night will be the body double. Well, I actually want to do an over-under. How long do you think it takes until Joe Biden says, come on, man, come on, man. Or, or he says, come on, man. Or he says, oh, you're lying. You're lying. 
You're a lion, pony, pony, dog, pony soldier or something. Yeah. I, in the first two or three minutes, Joe Biden's going to call Trump a liar or he's going to say, come on, man, that ain't, that ain't true. Come on. Have come you on. seen my record? Look at my record. Yeah. Just look at my record. He's going to do – he's going to pull out one of the stops. And, and it's funny because Jesse Waters was talking about this. First off, if you're getting a, a tit for tat with Trump and you're Joe Biden and you're not mentally all there and Trump's just saying all these different things, and Biden's trying to process – Biden's going to be trying to process the first thing Trump says. Trump's going to say about five other things, and Biden's going to be – his head's going to be spinning. If it's the real Biden, yeah. which I'm predicting yeah. – You know what happened to Hillary? Hillary yeah. said, thank God you're not in charge of our uh, Department of Justice. And his response was, yeah, because you'd be in jail. Well, imagine what his response uh, is going to be. Wait till Biden says, look at my record. And Trump goes, yeah, we have. We don't want any part of it. Yeah. It's going to be full of that. It's going to be full of those viral moments. And Trump's just going to stampede over Joe Biden. And you know what's funny to me is people who hate Trump, they're, 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 you know, they're tuning in the debates to see Trump do something funny. Yeah. You know they're tuning in to see Trump annihilate Biden. They don't like Trump. They hate Trump. They swear, oh, God, I hate Trump. It was like one of your old friends I was talking about. Man, I hate Trump. Oh man! But then they see him in the room. They're like, "Oh, Mr. Trump, you're so you have a lot of money. Oh, you're funny." You know, all yeah. of a sudden they see the real guy, and they're just starstruck, taken back. It's the same thing with Democrats. I've seen Democrats. I've talked to friends who, man, I can't stand Trump, and then I see them tweet a meme or we retweet something Trump said, and it's like, "LOL, that was pretty funny." Or you know, they they say, "Well, that was actually pretty funny." Or Wow, that I can't believe he said that. How did he say that? That I, I, you know, they, they they retweet, they say so deep down inside of them, they they like Trump just like the rest of us. They just well, can't they're, je- they're jealous. They're jealous. They they don't retweet any. I mean, what is Biden? There there's been nothing. Well, you can't retweet Biden. Biden has five million followers. Trump come on, has. Man. Come on, man. Trump. What are you doing, drugs? And it's not even his tweets. Did you get a drug test, man? Biden has like five, six million followers. Trump has about 90 million followers. Okay, I'm not an expert on, uh, on math. I'm not a math teacher. I'm an ELA teacher. I'm English language arts. But I feel like 90 million is more than 5 million. I feel like maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm onto something. So it seems like whether you don't like Trump or not, you're following him. You're waiting well, for him to do something. No, you don't know Biden math because – Coronavirus, there's been 200,000 deaths, but in Biden math, it's 200 million deaths. So, oh, so he has, so he really so has that 9 billion five followers. Million, that 5 million is really 50 million. And he'd still be less than Trump by about 30 million. Yeah, but you know, bad, <laughs> Biden math is, yeah. you know. Biden math is crazy. It's Biden crazy. math is crazy. It be anything you need it to be. Isn't it funny how uh, Republicans, they're talking about bringing troops back and peace in the Middle East and all these things. And now all of a sudden that Republicans are bringing troops back and trying to, you know, do certain things. Now all of a sudden Democrats are pro-war. They're the pro-war yeah. party. How's did you change? know that? Since when did Democrats become the pro-war party? Because that's yeah. what they are. So Trump wants to pull troops back. Now all of a sudden famous Democrat leaders like John Kerry, all these guys are saying, well, we should keep – no, no, we got to keep them there. We got to keep on pushing. Oh, when Bush was there, oh, no, 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 we got to get out. But Trump's there now. Trump's trying to pull them back, and they're like, 
nope, we got to keep fighting. If we pull out now, so-and-so is going to happen. All of a sudden, I'm seeing a lot of pro-Palestinian, pro-war. I mean, it's almost like the Democrats are fighting for the other side in some areas. Again, they need the wars. They need the unrest. They need the crisis. They've ne- they've never met any of that. They just say we want to bring troops on. We want to do those things. We want Again, peace. The, we want peace in the Middle East only if it includes. I didn't know Palestinian was. I didn't know we were that close to the Palestines. I didn't know we cared. All of a sudden, the Democrats really care about the Palestines. I mean, yeah, we're just well, a pro Palestine. It's not like they've helped us. I mean, who's helped us more? Well, I think I'm going to go with Israel over Palestine. I think there's a history of Israel helping our military helping us train troops, uh, helping us with the resources and th- being an ally for us for a long time. All of a sudden now we're worried about Palestine. No, 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 no. That doesn't make any sense to me. Why, why do we even give a flying crap whether Palestine was there or not? Trump did what Reagan would have done. Hey, we're getting peace. I'm using Israel. We're getting peace. I'm siding with them. We're going to be all in this together. We'd like for you to join us, but either way, we're having peace in the Middle East, whether you want to be part of it or not. And if you're not part of it, oh, God bless your soul, because we've got the U.S. military and the Israel military. By the way, well, if you want to know that, Trump, Trump uses money. And so now he's told, look, you sign this deal with us and with Israel, and guess what? You're going to start making a lot of money. Now they're trading with each other. Now they have favorable uh, deals. And when you start seeing the Emirates do it and Bahrain, uh, was it Bahrain, wasn't it? Or um, I think that was the other country that signed the deal. Anyway, when they start having cash start flowing, then Iran and then uh, Saudi Arabia and those other countries are going to go, wow, they're making a lot of money. And what talks? Money talks. Same thing he went into Kim Jong-un and he said, look, you've got great beach. That'd be a great resort. You need to put some hotels down over here and you start have tourism come in here. You're going to make tons of money. And so, yeah, Trump knows how to talk. It's, it's, yeah, we have the military and yeah, he loves to drop the mother of all bombs. I mean, no other president's ever dropped it. It's great. He got in there. It's just, we have a bomb that big. We're going to find something. Well, I was just going to make the point that yeah, money, money talks, Force talks as well, and Reagan always talks about leading from strength and not from – you don't want to be an apologetic leader. You're not a very effective leader if all of a sudden you do something, oh, I'm sorry, did I hurt your feel? Oh, I'm sorry, did I hurt your feelings? Or, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. You're not, not yeah. going to be a good yeah. leader. You're not going to get anything done if you're constantly apologizing. And I guarantee that America has force. We should never have to use force. It's like owning a gun. Man, I, I love owning a gun. I never want to use the gun on anybody, but this person knows I have a gun, and they may not mess me. You come to Texas, and you start doing that, that crap protesting, trying to burn down businesses, uh, Texans are going to shoot back. It's the same thing with the military, just on a larger scale. Israel Israel's the same way. Israel is a lot like America. Those are probably like the two, if I had to say, two most well-trained militaries, Israel and United States together. It seems like you would want to get in on their good side. But, of course, I think your, your point about money is more well-received, and I think I, I, I agree with what you're saying there. So, but, all, but the problem is the Democrats don't want it. Whatever it is, it's good. It's not happening. They want to keep fighting. They want to do this thing. And another thing with uh, – the last thing before, uh, before we get to close, there's one more I want to do on Biden, and then I want to talk about 
Netflix for a minute because there was a show on Netflix that, again, talking about deterioration of our society, um, it's pretty bad show. But there's another thing with Biden. Uh, so Biden talked about the travel ban and how he would have stopped. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this interview with Brett Baer, but there was a Biden strategist or somebody on there uh, talking to Brett Baer. He was a young kid. Uh, Brett kept yeah, talking. Making that shit up. Uh, anytime you see their mouth moving, they're lying. Well, I mean, I'm just going to get to the point so the viewers know. But uh, there was a young kid on Brett Baer who's a strictly a news guy. He doesn't get into uh, – I mean, he reports the news. He's the live at five guy, breaking news. He gets in, gets out. His show's on for an hour. He doesn't do a lot of talking like Tucker or Hannity or anything like that. He just talks about the news. He has live reports. So he brought in a Biden guy, and he's like, well, but Biden uh, – but uh, Trump – called the you know trump had the ban or whatever and and then biden called it uh uh xenophobic and that we shouldn't do it the, the ban on china again for the coronavirus trump talks about the ban and how he did the ban and then all of a sudden they want to talk about well trump knew this virus was more dangerous than it was they want to talk about that woodward interview or whatever yeah bob woodward they want to bring that up and brett Baer is like well trump has stopped trump did the ban and biden uh, and Biden said the ban was a bad idea. Did he or did he not? Yes or no? We're not talking about Woodward. The interview with Woodward, whatever. Bad interview, whatever you want to call it. It was a lot of things going on. Trump's actions are he issued a ban on China. Joe Biden's response to that ban was, no, that's not a good idea. It's xenophobic. We should love our Chinese brothers and sisters. We shouldn't ban them. You know, he was talking all the racist stuff about Trump. He was talking about how bad the ban was. And so we know it's documented, whatever. So Brett Baer got this guy cornered and he said, answer the question, yes or no, was Joe Biden for the ban on China or against the ban on China? And the guy could not answer it. He started attacking Brett Baer's intelligence. He said he was a Trump puppet. I mean, farthest thing from the truth. If you watch Brett Baer, you know he's not a puppet. He's very no, intelligent. But the, that, they can't answer that. They want to answer. They yeah. know what the answer is. They're just twisting the truth to fit their narrative. It, it, it is absolutely crazy to see them talk and, and the way they twist things around. Sometimes I just have to turn it off. It makes my head hurt when they bring one of them on because they're, they're so um, – their disconnect with, with the truth. Yeah, that's a big part of it. So I just wanted to do that. And I also wanted to talk about this. Uh, I don't even know if you know about this, but there was this Netflix show uh, that was literally, I mean, I think it's on Netflix right now. It's called Cuties. It's literally oh. encouraging pedophilia, child, you know. Yeah, I saw, it's, it's a, I saw a special on it. It's, it's, it's gone it's awful. A, it's about a girl who comes to this country and she's in a twerking contest, and she's like eight or nine years old. I mean, she may be like 10 or 11, but she's a little preteen girl, and they have her twerking and things like that on camera, on the show. It's called Cuties, and and, and Netflix is blasting it out everywhere, and I, I'm just saying, it's like, if you don't know what's going on in your country, that's an example of what's going on in America right now. When you don't have law and order, when you don't have people saying right from wrong, I mean, you get Netflix shows like Cuties on primetime Netflix and millions and billions of homes across the world. You get a show called Cuties about an American girl twerking. I mean, what? 
how sick is that? that that's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I watched the thing on it, and they, and they had our producer come on and talk about it. And they said, look, if you want, and they're saying, oh, you've got to watch the show. It's great because it's drawing attention to the exploitation of children. The answer is that's good that you're bringing attention to it, but in bringing attention to it, you don't exploit young girls to do it. The, this actress and these girls are 12, yeah. 11, 12 years old, and the camera angles and the shots is is absolutely uh, just food for pedophilias. These people watch this stuff and it absolutely is just hitting them in their wheelhouse, the angles that the, the cameras shoot from and, and, and the things these girls are doing. You're not, you're not drawing attention to it because you are upset about exploitation. You're exploiting these girls and the way you shoot these shots and the things that you have them do and the clothes you have them wear and the moves that they make. Um, I haven't watched it. I watched the show. They showed enough on it and talked about it. And they said it is nauseating to see what they're doing. And it is absolutely just fresh meat for these perverts to sit out here and watch. And they want to call it art and say that they're doing something good. And, and, they're, and they're exploiting 12-year-old girls, putting them in the sex field. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think you said it best. The what's it called? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see how that we'll see how that turns out. All right. Uh, talk to you later, Dad. Yeah. Well, you can just. All right.